Hi, once again, it's Dina Danucci, and I'm sitting here with Dave Dyke, who sits on our Budget and Finance Committee and is a dedicated Gresham resident and volunteer. Dave, can you tell us a little bit about you and your engagement through all the volunteer work you've done in sure. the area? Yeah, hey, hey, Dina, it's so glad to be here. Um, yeah, you know, my uh, partner and I have lived in Gresham for about 15 years. We have uh, two kids, and I've just loved the Gresham community. It's just been such a fun place to have my kids grow up and, um, you know, love uh, love all of our businesses here, and it's, it's just a great place. You know, I actually kind of first was interested in local government as a young person. I went to grad school for public administration and thought I would work in government. My career kind of went a different direction. I ended up getting into banking, and I haven't really worked in government. But to kind of scratch that itch of public service, I started volunteering. So in, in 2010, I um, joined the city's uh, budget and finance committee. Um, and so it's been a few years uh, of serving on, on that um, off and on. And I've also kind of been on a board of a local nonprofit, um, Our Just Future, formerly Human Solutions. And I um, have volunteered on a Mountain Community College um, advisory board for one of their programs. And um, just general things like that, kind of getting involved in, in the community have been a real joy for me. As you know, I ran for city council in 2020, learned a lot, met a lot of folks. Um, that election did not go my way, but uh, it was a great opportunity just to kind of get to know the community and, and uh, get involved. We have benefited greatly from knowing you, not only the, the knowledge that you bring and the experience you bring, but we can always turn to you and you always uh, you can always help us through these budget issues. Um, <laughs> I guess you have a lot of experience there. So that's why it seemed like a great idea to bring you to the table. Can you explain the situation we are in now and how we got here financially? I will do my best, Dina. So I think, you know, there's a few ways to think about the levy that is proposed for voters in May. I personally like to think of it primarily as a financial sustainability levy. You know, it's really um, intended to kind of get our city's finances into a sustainable place so that we can provide basic government services to our citizens. The reason that we need it is it kind of goes back. So let me take you back to 1997. So in 1997, um, a group of relatively conservative tax activists um, at the state level in Oregon, interestingly, kind of as a sidebar, led by some folks here, right here in Gresham. Um, who we we recognize as, as Mr. Don McIntyre, who actually used to attend council meetings back then, oh. too. And they used to say, hello, darkness, my old friend, when he would walk into the council meetings. Oh, it was how, kind of interesting. Yeah, so. yeah, no, Don McIntyre and also um, the Eisenzimmer family, um, the patriarch there, uh, uh, was also deeply involved with Measure 50. Which is interesting. I, All of these were um, were like own clubs, right? Like... Yeah. I know McIntyre did. Yeah. And then yeah. Eisenzimmers do as well. Yeah. Okay, that's absolutely. Right. Yeah, the Cascade Athletic Club, as I understand it. So, you know, Measure 50 passed um, by voters at the time, and it had some unintended consequences. So what Measure 50 did, I think it's, it, it's a little bit technical, but bear with me for just a moment. So it, uh, uh, the first thing it did is it made a differentiation between the real market value of a home and the taxable assessed value of a home. And so in most states, you pay property taxes that vary based on how much your home is worth. And in Oregon, you pay taxes based on how much your property value was worth back in 1997, which, as you can imagine, creates some real inequities. Um, we have in the state a situation where some people have very expensive homes now that have very low taxes. And we have, and sometimes in the same neighborhood or even just you know a few blocks over, there will be very... Um, uh, more modest-priced homes that have very high taxes. So it's a very inequitable system, but it's it's the system we, we have. And the other thing that Measure 50 did is it capped the rate of growth of that assessed value at 3% per year. 
um, which as you can imagine, you know, home values over the past 20, 30 years have really risen much more quickly than um, 3% per year. And so we have a situation where most property owners in Gresham um, have an assessed value of about 50% of their real market value. That was all just kind of background on what Measure 50 technically did. But the reason that we are in the financial situation we're in is that in 1997, Gresham was a very different place. We were a much smaller city in terms of population. Um, we had a very low property tax rate at the time, $3.61 per thousand, which later we might want to talk about kind of how that compares to some of the other cities in the in the state. Sure. One of the, the things that it did is it basically locked that $3.61 per thousand into place permanently. It can never be changed. And it also can't grow over time as property values grow beyond that 3%. And so we're in a situation where the cost of our basic kind of government services, police and fire and parks and recreation, um, have increased as our population has increased and just due to inflation. But the revenue for it just hasn't, uh, hasn't kept up. And that has been a like the, the gap is growing over time. And Gresham is kind of uniquely impacted relative to other cities because we started with such a low permanent tax rate relative to almost every other city in the state. When you're talking about why we are different in our situation than other Oregon cities, mm-hmm. would that be the explanation as to why they may have more money now or what what other things, what other yeah. factors feed into that? I, th- there's a few factors that I would point to, but the, the biggest one is what I already alluded to. So let me just kind of give you an example of, of some of the other cities that um, that are comparable to Gresham. So Gresham, I already told you, has a tax rate of $3.61 per thousand. Um, Hillsborough is a very comparable city to us. They have, you know, almost the same population. Um, There's just a lot of similarities. Um, Hillsborough, um, their permanent tax rate is $5.39 per thousand. Eugene is up to $7, above $7. Um, Salem is above 5 Medford is above 5 um, Beaverton is above 4 but get this, Beaverton, their $4.18 per thousand does not even pay for fire or parks because they have a special district um, for both fire and parks. So their $4 only pays for uh, basically police and, and other government services. So, wow, when we say Hillsborough is comparable to us mm-hmm. um, and they have that rate, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly, their their tax rate, their basic tax rate like ours is $3.61. Theirs was like $3.67 or something like that. But from what my understanding is, is their community felt it was important to pass Mm -hmm. a public safety levy um, to afford those things. And gosh, that was years ago. But I think they keep renewing that. Is is that how you understand it? Yeah, I I don't have the detailed data in front of me, but it is true that a lot of communities in Oregon – have passed these local option levies um, to, to supplement their base, you know, that, that permanent tax rate. And they're doing it because they, they need to. I would argue that Gresham's need is probably greater than a lot of those communities. The situation we're in in Gresham, if you look at you know our staffing levels for both police and fire, as well as just other services, in particular parks, we are really bare bones right now um, compared to most cities. And uh, almost to the point where it's it's um, kind of dangerous. You know, there's uh, uh, in the fire industry, they have these things called standards of cover. Standards of cover, yeah. And we're um, we're really in danger of not not meeting our kind of minimum expectations for for fire service, which is really scary. So we see many critics that say our city needs to live within its budget, and they are already being taxed too much. Mm-hmm. So how do you respond to that based on all of this information? Are they being taxed just like everybody else in in other areas? Is it just that it's going other places? Yeah. How does that really lay out how they're being taxed 
in Gresham. Yeah. Let me let me just respond to that with a few points. I, I think, first of all, it's important to note, nobody loves taxes. I certainly do not uh, personally love paying my property taxes. You know, it's uh, it's painful, right? It's a big chunk of your, of your, in my case, mortgage, or if you're a renter, it's a big chunk of, of your, your rent. But, you know, taxes are necessary to pay for public services. And so I think it's important for us as voters to be thinking about what services do we want to buy? You know, I think most people would agree that some level of police services and fire services and parks are important. And so you need to decide, you know, are, are those important to me? The other thing I would note is that if we're going to pay for police and fire, um, there's several ways you can do it. And property taxes, while they're not great, they're kind of the least of several bad options. And so really the other option that Gresham has is what we've been doing, which is you can ratchet up fees on utility bills. And I would just note a few problems with the utility bill fee. One is that you can't deduct it at the federal or the state level, so it's kind of inefficient um, locally. Um, you're kind of giving extra money to the state of Oregon and to the federal government that you wouldn't otherwise give if it were deductible. The other thing I would note about uh, utility bill fees is that they're very regressive. So, you know, Fred Meyer is paying the same $15 per month for their whole facility as, you know, the the single... Um, grandmother on social security. It's a it's a deeply inequitable kind of way to, to raise revenue. And if you'll just humor me for just a minute, Dina, um, I think this is really wonky, but it's really interesting, at least to, to me, and I hope many of your listeners. In the metro area, of course, when you pay your property tax bill, a relatively small part of the total bill goes to the city of Gresham. Other big components, of course, go to school districts. But a lot of your money is going to go to regional services like Multnomah County, the Port of Portland, Metro, you know, soil and water conservation districts, these sorts of entities that provide services at a regional level. And of course, Gresham is a, you know, basically a suburb of Portland. And so if you look at your property tax bill for a typical Gresham resident, most of the tax money is going to be flowing to these regional services that of course are voted on by Portland residents. But I guess the message I would have for folks is that this measure is not going to impact that one way or the other. You know, this measure is just about Gresham. I think there's one other important point about these regional um, taxes that's kind of relevant. And if we go back to some of those anti-tax measures, um, one of the other measures that implemented kind of a change in kind of a quirk in Oregon's tax law implemented this thing called compression. And basically what compression is, is it says for any given property, any given home, um, that home will never pay more than $10 per thousand in assessed value. And in Gresham, today, our tax rates for a typical homeowner, depending on kind of what districts you're in, you're probably going to be in like the 8 to $9 range. In Portland, many homes, in fact, most homes are well above that $10. Let me just give an example. So take, take two homeowners. Um, I'll just say Joe lives in Portland and Sally lives in Gresham. They both own, say, $400,000 homes. Joe in Portland, let's say his tax bill is $5,000. Of that $5,000, let's say the, the majority of it is going to go to the city of Portland because the city of Portland's, I think it's like $9 per thousand, makes up kind of the vast majority of that $10 total. And so what happens is everything above $10, in kind of financial wonk terms, they say they take a haircut on it. Basically, all of the governments take, you know, they kind of add up all the taxes and anything above $10 just gets haircut across all of the taxing jurisdictions. And so what, what that means practically is Joe in Portland is going to be paying more of his taxes to the city of Portland and less of his taxes to Multnomah County and Metro. Conversely, Sally and Gresham might have the same house valued at the same amount. Her taxes might be very similar. Her total tax bill might be very similar. 
but a bigger portion of that tax bill is going to be going to pay for Metro and Multnomah County and the library and these sorts of regional services, basically subsidizing Joe, which I think nobody would say that that's fair, right? Yeah, it's a very complicated issue. I mean, I think even with the lessons that I have learned since I've been on council Mm -hmm. to put all this together, it took a while for me to understand all of this and put this together and still sorting through each piece of that is rather difficult. And I know we're asking the voters um, to think a lot when they go through this. And what it really comes down to is I think that we need to understand that if the city of Gresham is in a little diff- different position, is not seeing the numbers that we need to see. I think the other interesting thing about Hillsborough, when you're talking about the property values um, and the assessed values. As I was looking in comparison, the average home in Gresham is assessed, I think, at 365000 um, where there it's 480000 So even if you think about, even if they were at that 3.67 rate still, mm-hmm. the, the money coming in would be much higher. So I think all of those things play in. What I've observed of Gresham is that we kind of punch above our weight. I think we're a very lean operation. And you can see that just in the budget. So, you know, we talked about Hillsborough earlier. One interesting thing about Hillsborough is their total budget is orders of magnitude larger than Gresham's total budget for the same size city. And so, you know, if folks ask, you know, hey, is Gresham wasting my money? I would say, you know, sure, around the edges, you might quibble with one or two decisions. But in the big picture, you're spending a lot less money for your local government than almost any other comparable city in Oregon. So it's a very efficient operation just to begin with. Beyond that, I would just note, you know, as I've I mentioned, I served on the city's um, budget and finance committee for many years. I've had a chance to kind of get to know several of the senior city staff people. I think it's a relatively well-run organization. I mean, certainly um, there are things I would love to change. You know, if you ever listen, I would encourage your listeners to participate in the budget process and listen in and listen to some of the questions that are asked because, um, you know, I know I appreciate how each of you um, as city councilors have been kind of pushing for a culture of accountability. And I also want to see that. So I I don't want to make it seem like there's no room for improvement. But in the big picture, I think Gresham's a very well-run city. And I think that's important for voters to kind of feel confident that we're getting a good deal for our money today. And um, by approving, you know, these additional resources, which are also, frankly, very modest. We're not proposing a huge tax increase here um, relative to what many other cities might bring in. We're just proposing to kind of like, you know, have a basic set, uh, a basic level of revenue to kind of provide, you know, the services that people absolutely expect. Yeah, I think from the council perspective, um, at least from my view, things have been looking pretty dire. Um, And it has been really interesting that we have gone so long with just scraping by, and it just seems really impossible to continue going this way. If we want a full functional city um, and have livability and have a, a community that we can feel comfortable in. So I guess I got one more question for you and then any additional thoughts you might have. And that is if people are still trying to dig in, understand some of the things that you were talking about, um, have additional questions, how do you suggest they learn more? You know, about the levy specifically, um, I, as an individual, am more than happy to be a resource for folks around town. If people have kind of specific questions about, you know, what we talked about today, Measure 50, property taxes, what can be done about it, you know, <laughs> nothing would warm my little nerd heart than more than to kind of talk about that uh, one-on-one with folks. A- add one other note here. Sure. I, 
I've had the chance to observe kind of city councilors for the past, you know, 10 or 15 years since I've really kind of been paying attention to, to Gresham kind of be elected. And sometimes they start with the kind of premise that the local government is inefficient and, um, you know, kind of like spending beyond its means. As they dig into the budget process, meet the managers, see the operations, they oftentimes, I shouldn't say often, I've never seen a city councilor in Gresham kind of not reach the conclusion that we have an unsustainable budget problem. And if you look at, you know, kind of our current political dynamics here in Gresham, I think that the relationships and the kind of political ideologies across the council are diverse, and yet the entire council unanimously supported this levy. We can say pretty much across the board is anybody that has dug in, looked at the budgets, um, understands or has learned enough about the measures and how that's impacted our funding, agrees that the road forward is not going to be great unless we find a funding mechanism to sustain us and to potentially bring our services to the level they need to be if we want to be a a thriving and a livable city. Do you have any other points you'd like to throw in before we're we're going to get close this thing up? No, I just wanted to say I'm so excited that you guys are starting this podcast. It's uh, pretty neat. You know, Gresham hasn't really had a media outlet like that that I'm aware of. And I think, um, uh, yeah, I'm really excited to be a listener. Thank you. We're looking forward to it, too. Oh, one important question. I think you've already alluded to it. Hey, Mr. Dyke, are you going to vote yes for the public safety <laughs> levy in Gresham? Yeah, sign me up. I, uh, I'm going to be a yes vote, and, and this one I feel particularly strongly about. It's really important for voters to vote yes. Thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and your knowledge with us today. And have you help us understand the safety levy? And have you help us understand the safety levy? You help us understand the safety levy. Have you help us understand the safety levy? And have you help us understand the safety levy? And have you help us understand the safety levy? And have you help others understand the safety levy? Testing, testing, testing. And have you help others understand the safety levy?